Live from a Starbucks outside of San Francisco, it's Super Gamecast 2. Now here's your host, me! Oh god, I clicked the wrong tab, everything's fine, we're going into news already. No we're not. Hey, welcome to Super Gamecast 2. Hey, you know what? It's been a while. Uh... Welcome to Super Gamecast 2. This is your podcast where you learn everything about what's going on in the games industry and everything outside of it. My name is Aaron Reynolds. I am joined by none other than the mod mommy herself, Emily Hooslander. How you do? Uh, Hooslander. Hooslander. And, uh, hot pop. What's up? Taking a drink of my coffee. <laughs> God damn it. I. Clearly, I need it, so... Yeah, look at you with your Starbucks Washington coffee. Um, Bow down to Washington. Clearly. Uh, and finally, we are joined by the HR Ninja himself, Jesse Pewitt. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, my I'm God. Awake. Are you? <laughs> um, debatable. <laughs> if you debatable. say it, if you just keep saying it, like, eventually it'll come true. Yeah, right? That's how that works. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Ugh. I woke up like an hour ago, and it's clearly I'm still just, mm, everything's okay. Uh, but oh my gosh! You know what? Uh, there's no better way to wake us up than I think to jump straight into the news because we do have uh, a number of stories to get into here. Oh boy, um, do we! Yeah. <laughs> Before we do, uh, I just want to say, hey, uh, Bronson's out at a at a murder mystery party uh so he ain't gonna be here uh he probably killed someone uh you know it is what it is uh so we'll we'll see if we hear from him anymore after this until then yeah we got news uh so okay this first story okay this is a this is a three-parter well it's, okay it's really a two-parter the th- third part is just a, a fun little aside but um so we covered the Bayonetta drama last week about how uh, the original Bayonetta voice actor felt she had been screwed over, was offered like $4,000 for the job, and she declined it. And then Jennifer Hale took it up, uh, and she asked them to boycott the game. And I was like, wow, that's fucked up if that's true. But also there are signs that that probably isn't true. How, how does that work? Sure enough... Uh, Bloomberg and uh, Video Game Chronicles uh, dug up the story and said, oh yeah, no, they were g- getting offered like 15000 for the job over like five sessions, um, which still isn't amazing, but uh, yeah. like... A lot better than what she was claiming. A lot better than what she was claiming. Uh, so, yeah, and then there was like, apparently she had asked for like six figures and then she responded back uh actually with this uh little bit i man this week was a long one because i remember getting this story this was like five days ago six days ago and it just feels like a month um (laughs) so okay so let's let's, absolutely valid yeah let's just read this story last weekend taylor took to twitter vent frustration um yeah, here we go. Uh, Bloomberg, VGC, cited multiple sources and documentation that contradicted Taylor's account that she was offered only $4,000 to her pirate role as Bayonetta. Uh, she responded to that response. 
Um, the report suggesting amounted roughly 15,000, uh, turned its offer down and sought a six figure sum. The series of tweets, Taylor stated that the initial offer, which she rejected, would have amounted to 10000 and that following her correspondence, Hideki Kamiya, she was offered an additional 5000 uh, She declined the 15000 and 11 months later also turned down an offer for 4000 to voice some lines as a flat fee. Uh, those $4,000 for the some lines was a cameo to honor the original voice actress because the original voice actress turned down the 15000 um that the 15,000 that she neglected to uh divulge in her first public complaint uh according to taylor there were no extensive talks and claims that she was offered 4,000 for five recording sessions are in her own words total fabrications uh furthermore she denies that she negotiated uh for a six-figure payment quote these were not extensive negotiations taylor tweeted I've also been informed of ridiculous fictions such as I asked for $250,000. I am a team player. I was just asking for a fair living wage in line with the value that I bring to this game. Um, veteran voice actor also said she was paid a shockingly low 3,000 pounds sterling for the original Bayonetta game and a little more for Bayonetta 2. Which again may be true. You know, I, mm. I don't know. Uh, and a Twitter thread by telling supporters that any money she took from fan signings was donated to charity um so yeah this was uh this is the continuation of a bunch of he said he said she said and some of these details aren't adding up you know but like no one's really offering any like hard evidence of of what happened at this point um like here, uh, Taylor explained that she rejected initial insulting offer from Platinum Reigns to, re- to reprise her role in Bayonetta 3, a franchise that she claims is worth $450 million, which I believe people figured out was uh, she was taking like the sales of the game and timesing it by yeah. 60, which yep. is not how... Not, no, none of that works. It's not, yeah, that, that, that's not how it tends to go. Um so yeah that that happened a bit and so people are like oh who do i trust here i don't know we knew there was something up in the beginning but this kind of sheds light on that but also it could be i don't know but the 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 tide was against her at this point then uh what was this this was a few days later uh, Jennifer Taylor asked fans to donate boycott money to a number of abortion of uh, of uh, charities, one of which was an anti-abortion group. Oh, buddy, uh-huh. that's good. That's hey, good. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so let's see. My post have hit a nerve with people. Low pay resonates not just in the gaming industry, but in the wider world beyond, all over the planet. To donate your boycott money, there are small local charities that need your help. This is a perfectly fine way to start this series of tweets that goes bad. Um, suggested terrible causes like giving to food banks and organizations helping homeless people. Promoted 14 organizations he had directly contributed to in the past. Um, and uh, let's see where... This is, these are all the tweets uh, linking to different things um, that she donated to. Uh, these included Student Pizza Fund from the local Academy of Music and Dramatic Art and several pet welfare projects. One little thing in there was Billboards for Life. The ones who, who like have a baby on the front and say things like, I could dream before I was born. And like just guilting people 
merely the thought of having an abortion. Uh, actually, yeah, there, there's a there's a great little image of that billboard right there. All right. Um. Ooh. Oh God. So, I, I'm just gonna say right now, Bayonetta, of all characters, of all franchises, is primarily like one of the big ones when you think of like you know strong women in games like bayonetta is up there uh up there with samus herself you know like w- so to do this mm, mm, <laughs> and like th- to know that like the people who like were supporting you in in terms of like low pay for voice actors are probably primarily people who are pro choice this was this was a choice on your part mm-hmm. uh yeah so uh good call, good call. <laughs> parker writes well that's quite a reason for bronson to be out like yeah you know hey um whoa i don't know why our our, our alerts thing hasn't happened but holy shit oh hey look at that Whoa! That's a lot. I don't know what's going on there. Whoa! Shawsing. Uh. Whoa! 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 Oh no! Oh no! Wait a minute! Oh no! This can't happen for all of them. I may have to turn this off. <laughs> what have you done? Nope! 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 Nah, let it go. Just let it, let it ride. I, I can't. This is a this is an audio podcast. I've got an hour. I've got an hour to kill. Let's go. <laughs> um, for those of you listening to our uh, audio podcast, our lovely, lovely friend Chaucer oh, has no. gifted fifty five zero. Okay. Two one subs. I am to our community. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna edit this part out of the podcast because this is literally gonna go on for 50 of these, and I can't stop it. Let's take a break. Oh my god, we got through them all. Oh, holy crap! Uh, thank you so much. One more time, yeah. Shawshank. That That's was cool. amazing. Thank you. We are going to keep on keeping on making making the stuff that we do. Uh, tomorrow we is love you. we love uh, you. Thank you. Yeah, tomorrow is Halloween, so we're doing our our traditional Left for Dead Two uh, stream, and that'll be a, that'll be a good fun time. So um, let's see. Uh, Parker says uh, Twitter's supposed to be a networking hub for digital media. Well, I mean, and Facebook was supposed to be a place where we judge people based on their looks, but <laughs> that that's not how it's used now. Um, I tried like, True Social. That ended up. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, and True Social would be that, right? Like, but that's the thing. It's just those social media companies are just so big. It, they're just so big that we need we need smaller, more controlled. Which is why I think, like, in that sense, like Mastodon, I could see how that works. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to solve that problem until then. I just like seeing new things. So. But TikTok didn't do it. Didn't do it for me, sadly. Okay, clap. All right, that, that that's the end of the clip that I've cut out <laughs> from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
Woo! Oh, Thank you, Shawshank. Oh my God. So back to the original story at hand. Yes, Emily, you had some thoughts on this. Oh boy, do I. I want to um, hear these thoughts. Same. <laughs> um, I first heard this story, and I was just like, no, no, no. Started reading. <laughs> I have lost all respect that mm. i had for her like she is an icon for bringing a character like bayonetta to life mm-hmm. without a doubt mm-hmm. but after this no like she it's like i was telling you two this morning she is digging herself a grave so deep she's going to be begging for forgiveness and asking for someone at sea level to hand her a rope and help her climb up like, that's how bad it is right now yep. between all the stories with her asking for more money for Bayonetta 3, um, all of this donating the boycott money to charity, including an anti-abortion one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no saving grace for her at this point. I'm sorry. I don't think there is. Yeah, well... She said, she said she was leaving voice acting to do theater, so I uh, I wish the nice. best for her there. Maybe the stage will be kind to her. Maybe. But yeah, I'm, I guess what I imagine is happening is she knows someone in, in the theater where she's going to and has that that place to be safe because, yeah. Um, Parker writes, this is why you never try to twist the truth to, per- to suit your own personal bias and desires. I think... I think uh, I think that was true before this portion of the story. Like, you, d- don't twist the truth to suit your own personal bias and desires because when the truth comes out, it's a problem. Um, people keep receipts. Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, you got to keep those receipts. People keep receipts now. Like, come on, you got. Like, you, in case yeah. for shit like this, mm-hmm. people can just be like, "Well, here is what you said six months ago about this sort of thing," and then just pull up the screenshot or whatever. This is when you take a picture of like the check you were given for Bayonetta one and two to prove how much or how little you were paid or, you know, something like that. This is why we keep our receipts, people. You got to you got to back it up when you make these kind of claims. And then and then you had like and because of that, like the tide was already moving against her and she was like, I'm exiting the industry, whatever. So like we considered it done and done and then burn those last few bridges. Just, you know, why not? Um, well, that's the thing, right? 15,000, like that's m- like a good chunk of money, but it's also not great considering like, yeah, Bayonetta d- d- being stuck on like the Nintendo console. It doesn't make a lot of money. But, um, like, it still makes a lot and enough that, like, the main voice person should be compensated decently. Mm-hmm. It's especially rough for her because I do, like, you look at her uh, career and, like, Bayonetta is by far the biggest thing she does. And so to ask her, like, to get 15000 and be like, all right, make, get two or three more Bayonetta rolls this year. Good luck is a big ask for her. Um, right. I understood up to that point, like fighting for your money, fighting for your worth. Uh, that made sense, but the way she went about it, you you can't do that. Um, 
and, and well yeah and, and yes she's absolutely mad she didn't get the money she wanted and like again if she had just told the truth from beforehand like i i honestly would have understood and mm-hmm. like I, I, I you know it's just uh it's but also i i cannot understand and you know the va business is tough but it's like I'm the voice of Bayonetta here. I'm going to audition for other, you know, big video game roles. I feel like you would have, I feel like you'd be a front runner. I don't know. Maybe not, but I just feel like you hadn't in there. Um, It was 15 K total. So it was not per session. No, that would have been amazing. Uh, Like three to four K per session. Per session for a total of 15. Yep. And like I get it, there there is a bigger conversation that needs to happen with paying voice actors. Mm-hmm. But like this was not the way. This was not the to way to go. Initiate that conversation. And it really Absolutely sucks not. because like that was like the biggest story of voice actors getting paid or not paid that happened yep. this year. Um, yep. As I mentioned in the previous podcast, like the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero uh, voice actors each oh, gave, God, got yeah. paid like six hundred dollars or something for a movie yeah. that made millions. Like it's garbage um yeah like well so i'm hoping it doesn't i hope we can hang on to like i hope people don't be like well she lied so all these people you know not getting paid are also liars that's my hope but also it's the internet who knows right <laughs> every everyone's memories like shot and they they catch on to what to what little bit like stuck um so yeah, that happened. Uh, good luck to Taylor in whatever she chooses to pursue, because, man... Um, Probably not going to be video games. Yeah. Also, uh, a good ender to this uh, Kotaku article here. Um, let's see. Regardless of Taylor's beliefs and behavior, this is the this is right that the story of low pay in games and beyond resonates with people. Not just voice talent, but developers across the industry often face uneven pay and exploitative working conditions boycotting a particular game is unlikely to fix that unions might um yeah boycotting is not gonna work uh yeah no on two ends uh one we don't stick to boycotts specifically with video games uh and two for nerds for gamers we actually care about that sort of shit (laughs) (laughs) right and when less money comes in uh the the higher ups at a game studio uh and publishers they're the ones that take the money and then they fire people in the developer end so it's just not good either way they the the bastards get their money one way or another Mm -hmm. um so just be loud about those issues put uh her out of the conversation because she has vacated (laughs) She's she burned all bridges. She's left the industry supposedly. We'll see how true that is as time goes on. But yeah, what an end to uh, to that saga. Um, let's. I just realized we've been in chat, but you know we've just been looking at this. You know. Um, <laughs> does anyone have anything more to say on that story? I think we covered it. Um, let's see. Finally, I just want to say uh, Bayonetta three launched this weekend. So if you mm-hmm. wanted to play Bayonetta and you have a Switch, go for it. Um, it did. But uh, the, pre- game. the pre-orders uh, at the time were discounted ahead of its Friday launch. Uh, I assume due to whatever happened or maybe they just felt like it. I don't know. Uh, but 
your pre-order of a physical copy of Bayonetta 3 for 48.40 at Super Saver. Oh my god. Um, yeah, 20% doesn't happen a whole lot. <laughs> right. Especially for something like Bayonetta. It hasn't even come out yet and it's like, alright, 48 bucks. Yep. Um, Go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the all the reviews are, but GameSpot gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, it's reviewing pretty well. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've heard. Did anybody some... have that in the fantasy? Oh fuck! I, I forgot did. about the fantasy. Bronson, Bronson, <laughs> Bronson definitely had it. Bronson definitely had it. I'm um, gonna pull that up real quick and see. Go ahead, and pull it up. I should have. I should have switched some games out, and I just forgot. You got. You got some time. You got a couple of months. I do. I can. I. I shouldn't. I should not put Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. That'll probably get knocked down for having too much water. Mm. but i'll let i'll let emily look that up um so yeah bayonetta i've heard some things regarding the story of bayonetta recently <laughs> um i'm not going to mention that i just all i'm going to say is i i want to hear what longtime fans uh reaction to it is because yeah anyway uh next story here uh, writer of groundbreaking RPG Disco Elysium suing former studio. Um, so this is a Kotaku article written by John Walker after announcing the original uh, developer collective dissolved. Uh, Robert Kurvitz is now taking the developer to court. Um, so I, I yeah I didn't read much on this story. Uh, oh right we we did cover this briefly which is uh. Uh, this collective of people in a game that's like a lot talking a lot about the failures of cap of capitalism and of communism then got bought by Amazon and oops it got broken up like it, you you should have seen that coming Are, you yeah, of fitting. all people how should fitting. have seen that coming you idiots Ugh. anyway um so then that broke up so now they're suing uh I want to play Disco Elysium it sounds like it's a really smart amazing uh, game, but uh, it sounds like it's super good. But I also like have not have not played it. Yeah, Bronson has played a bit of it, and uh, uh, he's he's being tried for murder right now. So you know, oh well. Um, true. So it was this this uh, collective from Estonia. They hung like apparently they hung like uh, sleeping bags over windows to try and keep the warmth in uh, while they worked on stuff, and it's just like Jesus Christ. Jeez. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff. So anyway, so the, this uh, this place was dissolving. I'm trying to get to where the uh, actual... Here we go. At the beginning of October, it was announced by one of the group's founders, Martin Lugia. <laughs> That's not Lugia. I wanted to say Lugia. <laughs> Luiga. Um, that the ZAUM Cultural Association was dissolving. This was in response to an unknown internal dispute that had, according to... I, sorry, I can't. Luiga uh, caused three key members of the group to leave at the end of last year in ways he described as involuntary. Um, Tech News Space reporting today that the game's lead designer, Robert Kurvitz, one of, th- one of those three who was let go from the studio, is suing the company. Uh, details are scarce on this. Uh, a lot of confusion. 
Uh, ZAUM is actually two things. First was an informal art collective in Estonia around a decade ago, responsible for all sorts of progress uh, projects surrounding literature and cultural criticism. The second is a game studio that grew out of the former, which some are claiming has been taken over by its UK investors and from which Luiga has implied his colleagues were fired. He also said that it no longer represents the ethos it was founded on. Again, I'm, I'm not shocked, uh, given... <laughs> the course of events leading up to it um to hopefully offer a bit more flavor i well okay so now we're getting into uh uh what happened from what what caused like the zaum's unique perspective uh yeah. and how they uh made that video game and what led to this um ZAUM meanwhile responded earlier this month saying that the continued development of Disco Elysium was and still is a collective effort uh, before adding that they had no further comment um, our Australian siblings did some digging and discovered that Kurvitz is a board member of another Estonian company called Telomer OU and it's this company that's suing the remains of ZAUM a listing of Estonia's Ministry of Justice site states that Telomer is seeking to obtain information and review documents with a court date of November 28th. Beyond that, and presumably until that date, more specifics are unavailable. However, one could speculate that the creator of the Elysium world might want to restore his ownership ownership of the creation, especially given Kervitz Telomer is listed as a video game publisher and a sequel was supposed to already be in the works. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Luiga should be stressed stop direct involvement with the creation of Disco Elysium in 2016, but for a two-month stint in 2021. Uh, he was, however, the editor of Kurvitz's novel set in the same world that preceded the game's release and indeed was the person to officially announce the dissolving ZAUM as an art collective earlier this month. Um, I asked Luiga why he chose to dissolve rather than disassociate, given that ZAUM existed long before there was a game being made. Quote, less confusion if you don't have two Coopers, Luigo replied, and it provided a good framework for announcing that the three had been pushed out of the company, which I felt like should be public information. Uh, and quote, I asked if they knew he, he was going to do this, and he says that he told them in advance that the organization was being dissolved and that their job status was already in public, just not widely known. Quote, the three are too cautious with information, in my opinion. They themselves agree also agree that it is good that this info is out now. End quote. Uh... It had become dysfunctional. The, the collective had become dysfunctional. Uh, it isn't necessarily an end. Quote, a collective is a tool. It can be disbanded and it can also be put back together if need be like a band. Yeah. Um, so. This is a uh, this is uh, still an ongoing case, but it's just a just a rough story um, coming from the people who made Disco Elysium, which was like one of the most heralded games of, I think, 2019. Mm hmm sounds right yeah so that was, that was a that was a big ass game took them a long time uh people really loved it and they're just they're stuck in court hell now um and it looks like they're trying to get the elysium ip is that a game am i trying i'm trying to think of i know the movie and the story but anyway elysium yeah all i'm saying is this go elysium well in valkyrie elysium but Oh, they, they must be referring. That. They just don't want to write disco, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. Um, so, so they're trying to get, so the disco Elysium IP is up for grabs. Uh, Amazon, again, amazing. Amazon is trying to make a show of disco Elysium. 
because capitalism consumes all. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what's going on with Disco Elysium, but right now that that company that made it is uh, in limbo. Uh, more industry drama. Ooh. Yeah. More drama. Yes, please. This one sent me through a fucking loop. I I am just. I don't know. Jeff Gersman confirms he was fired from Giant Bomb three oh, weeks yeah. before he was set to leave. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, so just uh, to preface this, the reason Super Gamecraft exists is because we, Bronson and I and a couple others, got together to do Gamecraft. The reason Gamecraft existed is because of Giant Bomb and specifically Jeff Gersman. Jeff Gersman started Giant Bomb because he reviewed Kane and Lynch and said it was like a decent game, but GameSpot had advertisement for Kane and Lynch on the front page of GameSpot. I came, Kane and Lynch or Ubisoft or whoever complained to GameSpot, hey, you have a shitty review for a game we're paying for advertising for. GameSpot told Jeff, hey, change it. And Jeff said, hey, no. And uh, Jeff Gersman was fired. And the internet rallied around him. He took a number of uh, GameSpot vets with him, started Giant Bomb, and uh, Giant Bomb is just an amazing site, or was an amazing site, um, and has been doing a, a lot of amazing things, but uh, <laughs> let's get into this. Okay, so earlier this year, okay, so let's start with last year. Uh, the pandemic happened, it sent everyone home, and eventually... Uh, the company uh, Giant Bomb along with like GameSpot and uh, a few other groups from like CNET or the CBS Interactive uh, purchase from a while ago they got sold to Red Ventures and they said alright we're, we're owned by Red Ventures now but everything's okay everything's okay uh, they had to go back into offices to uh, pack up all their stuff to a potential new office and that was when three of the four remaining core members of Giant Bomb said, you know what, we're going to bounce. And so it was Jeff, the founder of Founders, by himself, with a team that had been added on over time, uh, trying to figure out what a new Giant Bomb looked like. And uh, they did it for a year, and it just was not working. Um, and then just a few months ago, just abruptly, out of nowhere... Uh, Jeff Gerson said, hey, I'm no longer with Giant Bomb. And Giant Bomb did their uh, podcast. Uh, but at the same time on Twitch, Jeff Gerson went live with his own stream and announcing that he had a Patreon. Uh, it was weird. And then it sounded like everything was good. Uh, the announcement on Giant Bomb was that Dan Reichert was coming back and he was going to help lead the new Giant Bomb and they had all this this stuff planned and like people were like okay you know what like those three members went and joined next they created Nextlander so that's uh, one place you can get old Giant Bomb you know stuff Jeff was doing his own thing and he seemed fine with that and then Giant Bomb was led by Dan Reichert and with a few of the older members uh, as well as some new members like trying to do their own thing things you know the way everything went Generally, pretty okay. Uh, it came out, let's see, four days ago, uh, that on Jeff's podcast, the Jeff Gersman podcast show, whatever it's called, um, <laughs> said he was fired uh, because 
he was planning on hanging out for E3 for them, but he had mentioned like I I am probably gonna head out. Uh, I you know either he said in this in this video he said I wanted to do things for like covering games that this site just was not going to do. Um, I wonder what that. Well, I'll get into that in a second, but uh, were, right? Yeah. Um, and he said, I just couldn't do that there. So I just, it, it was time for me to go. We wanted to, he wanted to hang out for E3. He had three weeks left. He was going to do E3 and then he was going to bounce. And apparently, yeah, here we go. Uh, here, here's the quote. It says, uh, I got fired three weeks before I was going to quit. I was like trying to find a reason to stay at my then current position. And they were basically like, how about instead you just wrap it the fuck up? <laughs> um <laughs> that's rough yeah yeah Jeez. um and they're shady motherfuckers like goddamn. he did yeah he details that he was having a hard time at giant bomb before that describing his situation in his final days at the job as a bad fucking fit um originally he wanted to wait to leave until after e3 but something uh accelerated that timeline then three weeks before he was going to leave the axe fell um gersman also revealed that he had an offer to go somewhere else undisclosed but decided it wasn't the right move he added there are aspects of the incident i'll be angry about for a very long time uh side note it of uh, speculation among people say uh the the offer to go somewhere else but uh wasn't the right he said it turned out it wasn't the right move um people are speculating that it was g4 yeah yeah uh, that they were going to try and get him over to G4, which did that wouldn't have been a good idea, like regardless, unless he got to like control it, I suppose. But even then, right. like, I just, yeah. Again, that would have been that would have helped G4 because uh, if you know what Jeff Gersman's thing is, uh, since he started his new shows, is hey, I'm into video games and I'm old. <laughs> I've been covering yep. video games since the mid '90s or the early '90s, I think. Uh, I'm going to talk about old video games. Uh, they just rec- he just recently did a podcast with one of his old game journals and friends uh, about covering what it was like for the video game world when Street Fighter 2 came out. Um, oh. Geez. And yeah, so I'm very excited Jeez. to hear that show. Yes. <laughs> yes, they were covering video games at that time. Uh, early Jeez. video game stuff. And it was like, what was it like for people who did not know anything about video games to know what Street Fighter 2 is? And like learning about arcade cabinets and all that anyway so yeah uh there's some really cool stuff happening with uh jeff's end of things but it just what it it seems weird that like okay so jeff gersman sold his ownership of giant bomb when they joined cbs interactive that was back in like 2012 2013 Mm -hmm. um i think 2012 uh so so he didn't like have complete control over what happened with giant bomb uh right but there's also the question of who who did have this decision then because they they recently got sold to fandom and from red ventures and that happened just a little bit ago uh (laughs) it happened recent enough that we talked about it on a podcast this year um so uh, so I don't think fandom had a, a say in it. I don't think fandom had strong opinions about what giant bomb should be. Um, I just, I, I don't know how you have a vision for what giant bomb is as like someone who owns like a giant company. I don't know. 
especially you bought GameSpot at the same time. Like, I don't know what your what the idea was, uh, but uh, but then that leaves the rest of the Giant Bomb crew, and there's this question of, all right, did did they did they push him out? Because uh, if they did, that's shitty, <laughs> and kind of sets a sour taste on that whole website now for me. Um, they also have not, as far as I know, uh, I did not watch Unprofessional Fridays or anything, uh, but maybe they addressed it briefly. Maybe they didn't want to address it. I don't know. They've been trying to establish their own identity outside of the original crew, and up until this point, I was supportive of that, even though I didn't like watch it myself. Um, I stayed uh, subscribed to their website because staying subscribed to their site uh, gives you access to all their old shows. Um, so I'm no longer subscribed to them until I figure out what the hell is going on uh, with this because it's just it's just like I understand you're trying to create your own identity and Jeff being there was not going to help with that he just was he's continues to be Jeff Gersman there's no fixing that and but like he announced he was going to get out of there anyway you know and just uh, to push him out like that, I don't know who did that, but that was a bad call. I'm, well, it wasn't. It's not a bad decision, like to to say, "Hey, Jeff, you need to, you should probably go." But to like fire, like a man who has become like defined by his being fired um, wrongly, you know, to do it again is just incredible. Ugh. The good news about this story is now all the original members of Giant Bomb are now being directly funded by their supporters through Patreon to play and talk about video games, which is what Giant Bomb kind of wanted to be with that subscription model. Um, so one of the many ways Giant or, Bomb was ahead of time, ahead of, ahead of the curve, you know? So now they can do back it. Back to, to that cycle though, right? Like startup gets purchased by a bigger company. That's what everybody leaves. Please do not st- just stay at the Patreon level. God damn you. Oh my like, god! If they do it again, I swear to God, I don't know. Uh, the Jeff has Jeff has mentioned he has ideas about like hiring people. I'm like Jeff, I please just hold it in, man. Right? Maybe Gamespot becomes so devalued, you can buy those old tapes back and you can do the old tapes videos again because those were amazing. Um, and get all those demo discs from like 2002, like. Mm-hmm. Because he does, like, I don't think he owns those. He may, he may have a few in his garage or whatever, but I think a lot of those were at GameSpot. Um, so, but yeah, like that—that's their cycle. Is they they like to to grow big, grow big, and then they have to get bought. And then, what do you know? It turns out the the reason you started a startup in the first place uh, rears its head again. Uh, so hopefully they stay. I, I'd love for them to try stuff, but I hope they stay small. As long as like patron patrons can keep funding them to do things, um, to do cool things. Like just don't no more. If shame, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And you've been fired twice now. Like don't do this again. Please, yep. for the love of all that is holy. <laughs> and, and as for Giant Bomb proper, like I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with that site at this point. If they address the situation, you know, I'll listen. But 
I, I'm on I'm on the old bomb train now. Next Lander and Jeff Gersman following them for their old man video game takes. Is that what it's going to be called? Is old bomb? <laughs> old bomb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Je- Jeff has said he's he's working. He's trying to work on a new name rather than like the Jeff Gersman podcast or the Jeff Gersman show. But I just I think he's not going to do. I think that's just going to be the name of the show. Um, yep. and the other guys chose Next Lander, which I think is a a pretty good title for people who just keep leaving and having to keep starting up new stuff. Yeah, that seems like a good name to me. Yeah. Ah, oh, so anyway, that happens. Fucking ugh. Anyway. Oh. Let's keep going. <laughs> oh, hey, more fun What's news. Next? Uh, more fun news oh great (laughs) Phil Spencer says console price increase possible after criticizing Sony for the same a month ago yeah weird hmm hmm interesting after Sony increased the prices of PS5 consoles earlier this year Xbox CEO Phil Spencer indirectly criticized the decision by implying that price increases shouldn't happen during times when customers were more economically challenged Apparently, it seems like 2023 will be the point at which it becomes the right move to increase the cost of Xbox games, the Series XS console, and or subscriptions, as Spencer's latest statement on the subject is that, quote, I do think at some point we'll have to raise the prices on certain things. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't say, like, we've held the price on our console, we've held prices on games and our subscription. I don't think we'll be able to do that forever. I do think at some point we'll have to raise the price, some prices on certain things. Um so <laughs> I, I this seems like a reasonable argument but at that but it's even so you shouldn't have made that that earlier comment at all if that was your thought process like we we see this all the time with like android and apple right apple will do something and like samsung for example will come out and say well that's fucking stupid uh, <laughs> right. And then and then three months later, it's like, oh, hey, by the way, we're doing the thing. <laughs> why? Just why? <sighs> and like, it's it's the same thing here. Like, oh, that, that's fucking stupid. Oh, by the way, we're doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like this far down the line. But yes, we are doing that. You dumb yeah. fucking asses. Jesus Christ. And it's well, like I, I get it. There was another article recently that said that they missed uh, sales figures for Game Pass this quarter. So like it. I think a price increase is coming and I like I get it. Those quarterly profits, man. They have to keep the numbers have to keep going up as long yeah. as we can. Yeah. Um until you Netflix otherwise, it. Otherwise it's a failure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh yeah, my every god. Every quarter. <sighs> um yeah. So we'll probably be seeing some price increases for that. That fucking yep. sucks. Uh yep. It, it's really funny. It's it's really funny because in making that statement against Sony, like combined with having the existence of the Xbox Series S, it seemed like this acknowledgement of like people don't have a whole lot of money to really be spending on all these things right now. You know, not really. No, I, I just saw a Reddit post of someone who was so excited that they bought their first they bought a PS4. Oh, yeah. The refer the refurbed PS4 and Spider-Man. Yep. 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 Good yep. for that guy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you you have a catalog of games to go through. Let me tell you. Absolutely. Everybody should know them in the comments. Up. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> yeah, what fuck you, you guys. Like, this is the perfect time to buy a PS4. Exactly. 
you 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 have an entire list of like here are the best games. Yeah. Like you just go down the list. You don't have to like waste time on on games that are turn out to be shit because yep. years of years of review of these games are are now on the internet. It's perfect. Like yep. Yep. I have that small stack on my dresser right now and I'm looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh so yeah, fuck those people that are shitting on that guy. But fuck um, them. <laughs> but uh <laughs> like there are okay uh google all all those companies are tracking all your information uh so that they can send you you know advertisements and and things to get your attention right um i have a google pixel thanks to work and they send me articles uh based on what i've been looking at and sometimes what i've been talking about weird and uh same i have been getting non-stop <laughs> articles of like yeah everyone pretty much agrees a recession is coming yeah. um mm-hmm. it's probably gonna come next year but uh yeah so yep. let me tell you this idea of raising prices in the year that everyone's predicting a recession is gonna happen i i don't think that's a good call yeah great idea <laughs> um <laughs> man and and like this this actually is a really damning thing for them because it just shows that they're concerned about about quarterly profits it's about hitting that mm-hmm. number because you don't make that statement where you condemn sony unless you're just trying to get a quick win at, without any regard yes. for the future yeah that's that's all that is and you're just hoping people forget um and you know to, to their credit some people do and it's just like the moment you finish that article gone out Yep. And then this yep. article comes in. All right, I'm on this. And then that article's out. Um, but not for the people that watch our show. You're informed. That's right. <laughs> Look at us covering this shit. You have no excuse. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah. This is shitty. Um, I. Uh, but well, it hasn't even happened yet. You know, maybe maybe they go back on it. But uh this isn't good and especially is not like we just had that news story of like people being like discontinue the s so that people can make some more next gen titles and like if you if you increase the price of the series s a hundred dollars more like you might as well just in my mind just get rid of it and have your like 550 or 600 dollar series x because i think for people at the bottom it's like there's hardly a difference right and uh, so yeah we'll see how that story unfolds uh, as time goes on Uh, this next story is not a story anymore thanks to an update but I just wanted to cover it real quick Um, Mm -hmm. Sony brings back popular PlayStation Plus feature hey they recently removed um yep. the ability yep. to see expiration dates for games that are on PlayStation Plus uh and then it, it was very quickly added back um without an explanation it seems which everyone says like because there was no explanation and it happened really quickly after it was discovered that they were gone uh they think it was a bug yeah i was going to say sense. it must have been some sort of glitch or yeah you know, technical difficulty sort of thing like whoops um which good yes that, that's that, very good that they fixed it right away. That would have been really damning of uh, PlayStation if they had taken away expiration dates. But right, 
I wanted to take this moment to say like, hey, so when it comes to game subscription services, like we are already letting go of our ability to own these games. So, and that's a deal we agree to in being part of these subscription services. Uh, it is on us to do like what that article, what that original article did and like be on them when they try to pull any shit. Yes. <laughs> like we're yeah. already playing on their rules and we cannot give any ground in <laughs> any more grounding control of those games in those services uh because let me tell you lose the ability to find out whether a game's going to be discontinued or not um like without if we, if we were to lose a game without notice and we're in the middle of it like i am inclined to to not use that subscription service anymore even if they offer a discount like that's just shitty uh so yeah so so that that ended up not being a story but just you know Keep your eyes and eyes out, ears open mm-hmm. on that shit. So, uh, hey, here's a neat little feature. Uh, mm-hmm. PS5 might be getting some voice integration with Discord. <laughs> Wait, oh, so. oh, yeah. So, so it's not going to come to PS4, but like, I'm sorry, it's just PS4. I, I PS4 people, I, I wish you the best. But uh, aren't you a PS4 person, or did you finally get a PS5? I'm a I'm a PS4 person in that I have a PS4 unplugged sitting under my TV. Yes. Oh, that's true. You do. <laughs> the last, you mostly play on your Xbox, so it's fine. I, I, I try to play as much as I can on my PC. Um, I play Splatoon 3 on my Switch. And then uh, I have I have uh, Prototype and the Skate games on my Xbox. Um, nice. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. So... The last time I played like a the Ghost of Tsushima like four player co op mode on there, and it just chugged like a motherfucker. Uh, that was wow. it was not good. Um, but and then I tried to play Fallout seventy six on that PS four, which oh, that's yeah, a combination of issues. Oh, oh boy, it doesn't even run well on the PC. <laughs> right? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But hey, so uh, so that's coming. We don't know when, uh, but hey, that's super cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. I I probably won't use it, but good for the people that do. You don't think you will? Nah. I just you know, I I think this. You want to talk about like game console friendly? Like we have issues with backwards compatibility and crossplay and things of that nature. It, I think it's really cool that. consoles are basically deciding like okay you know what regardless of where you are or even if you're not playing a game and you're just like on your pc like you should be able to talk with people um, that you want to talk with and i think regardless of whatever console or machine that i'm on i'm going to have discord like up if i'm talking with people Mm -hmm. um that said if you don't talk with people on discord very much then whatever um right and then, well, like for for me like i i've got my phone if i'm if i'm gaming on my console mm. and i just have headphones in my phone how far away is are is uh your playstation from your pc like right there okay yeah yeah right, right there <laughs> yep that's, that's <laughs> the same for me it's all in the same room for me so it's like yeah i guess it would be on pc for me anyway yeah um, and like i i have everything plugged into my monitor anyway so like if i'm not playing on my tv it's it's on my monitor and i've got discord on my pc there so like yep yeah yep you're right 
and uh, but also we're the weirdies. We we yeah. we game so hard. It's everything's all kind of in one place. Some people, more or less, yeah. yeah but <laughs> mm-hmm. this is a good development. Discord everywhere until Discord the company uh, becomes public and then tries to ring us yeah. for every dollar we have as well, or gets purchased by somebody else, and then the 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 devs move on to Discord Lite, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, enjoy the good times while we have them. Yes. <laughs> Discord right now is a good time. So if you would consider Discord social media, this is my favorite social media. Yeah. I would um, agree with that. Yeah. So uh all right, you you guys want to talk about some Fallout for a bit? Sure. Yeah. Uh Fallout 4 is getting an Xbox Series X and S and PS5 upgrade next year. Uh um, I mean which means Fallout cool. 4 in 4K. Does it, though? Does it really mean that? No, I think someone was just going for the pun of Fallout 4K. Yeah. Um, uh, well, that's the game the thing. does not run, like, particularly well. That's the thing. It's like, we are so far removed from 4. You are trying uh-huh, to get Fallout 76 uh-huh. to work and get people onto Fallout 76. Like, d- why are you spending resources on this? I feel like it's just... You know, you know what still sells well is Skyrim, and Skyrim is on everything, including your toaster. So why not? <laughs> but it's why not Fallout Four? Because Skyrim is Skyrim. I I just feel like Skyrim is so much of, more of a bigger thing, so much of a cult, so a much bigger cultural imp- well, not cultural impact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and I think I think it does have a, a larger gaming culture mm-hmm. impact. I think I think I think you're right. Um, I think when you talk about games that like represent an era of video games, Skyrim is going to yeah, be in Skyrim your top is, ten list, and Fallout yes. Four does not touch it. No, Fallout Three for the era prior on that list, maybe. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but Fallout Four, no. <laughs> I think Fallout Four was a was a perfectly fine, good game for people who like the newer version of Fallout. Yeah, which to be fair is a lot of people. Um, yeah but people and like when, yeah when i played fallout 4 for the first time i didn't realize the side quests were just like auto-generated and continue to be auto-generated oh so like you talk to somebody and like hey you can go do this thing i'm like all right and then you come back to them and like hey you can go do this thing i'm like okay <laughs> and then you you talk to them and you know it, and it goes on and on and i'm like when does this guy end <laughs> when, when do i finish these side quests you don't you do not you never there is there is no there is no end to those side quests. Fuck. Did you notice any repetition? Um, yeah, I mean they were all like either fetch quests or or like go, go kill this thing and then come back to me. Um, you played enough right. MMOs, you're like, eh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I can do this. That's fine. <laughs> and then like three hours later, I'm like, this this guy still has quests. I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> um. They need to do an upsale Fallout New Vegas. Well, now see, there's an idea. Yes, there's yes. an idea. You want you want to upgrade Please. a Fallout experience like Fallout New Vegas is the one that everyone loves. What yes. are you doing? It's so good. Ugh, that's so goddamn frustrating. So yeah, so again, it's not that Fallout Four is like bad necessarily. It seems like a perfectly fine Fallout. I'm not a big Fallout yep. fan, but it it's, seems like a perfectly fine Fallout. It just if you're going to spend resources on a modern 
on modernizing a Fallout, like I would just be, I would keep going on Fallout seventy six like full on if you if you really believe in that, like continuing. Yeah. Um, yep. I had some friends, you know, play some Fallout seventy six together like a couple weeks ago. I was shocked. I was like, wow, all right. Um, cool, good on you. I suppose <laughs> I suppose they're still out there, you know. So like, if they're mm-hmm. if the if the player base is there and the money is still coming in for that, like you should just keep going with that. Yeah. Um, cause that has all the building stuff from four that has like, I don't know, man, I just, yeah. So it may be the only new fallout update for a while, at least officially as fallout five is likely years away as Bethesda won't re- release it until after elder scrolls six. Jesus fuck. Oh yeah. yeah I forgot that was in development, was... right? It's still happening. Uh, who knows? sometime sometime after starfall i'm sure starfield is coming out in 2023 so we have that um and then elder scrolls 6 will come out in like 2026 (laughs) right i don't know i don't know well they won't release any footage of it and it's probably because it's probably because they want everyone to concentrate on starfield it's it's their first yeah they're it's their new ip um Let's, let's concentrate on that. Let's not talk about these other two for a while. Um, right. So, yeah. The modding community is putting in work, though, as Fallout 4's LC-sized mod. Fallout London is due to be released in 2023. Oh, my God. Um, Jeez. Yeah. IGN gave the base game of Fallout 4 9 out of 10 at the time. Um, yeah. It's... Uh, I don't... You're right. Yeah, what Shawshank said. Fallout New Vegas. And Please. Should probably get an update. Yes. I, I understand porting it to PS5 and Xbox, but like, I don't know. I just... Give us some upgrades on that, because that game was good when it came out. Right. I Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Hang on. Uh, arriving eight years after Fallout 4 was first released, the update includes a performance mode that allows for higher frame rates, a quality mode for 4K graphics, plus bug fixes, which, you know... And more Creation Club content, which is Bethesda's official mod support. So they'll add some they'll add some official mods, I suppose, which might be neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if you're not on PC, like that's you know, all right. But yeah, yeah. That's on you, bitches. Uh, uh yeah. Here's some more <laughs> uh, exciting Fallout news. Uh, we have an image of the new Fallout show that's coming. Um, that's a guy and uh, that's that's someone emerging from the vault, I suppose, or coming in. Yep, that's that's Fallout. That's Fallout that's right fallout. there. Look at that. Um, this is a uh, going to be on Amazon Prime Video, and it was just it was to celebrate the the twenty five twenty fifth anniversary of Fallout. And, uh, Has it really been 25 years since Fallout? Apparently. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yep. Fallout's being adapted for TV by Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan, who are the creators of the Westworld reboot, which, like, I that seems okay. like a that seems like a good fit. All right. I have that on my queue on HBO, so. Oh, nice. Yep. Pretty good. One of these days, I'm going to get into it. I watched the first season. That, that was pretty good. And, I th- yeah. again, I think Fallout would... I think that, like, a similar vibe... Mm-hmm. I think that works. Um, Joy and Nolan will serve as head writers, and Todd Howard will join as executive producer. Um, series will star Walter Goggins, Ella Purnell, and Kyle MacLachlan. Oh, 
got some names here. Uh, I mean, Twin Peaks for Kyle. Yeah, cool. yeah. So that's cool. That man's an icon. That that that's that will be interesting. I don't know how many of y'all are Fallout people, but uh, one of my friends actually is a huge Fallout nerd, so he's probably like Ecstatic. dancing like a little kid. Just oh my god! Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Walt, uh, Walton Goggins will reportedly play a character based on the ghouls. So uh, is he playing a ghoul or a different kind of yeah, ghoul? Weird. Right. It sounds to me like he's playing a ghoul. Sounds to me. <laughs> it sounds like something like the way an actor would describe, like, yeah, based on those ghouls characters. I don't know. Um, trying to derail from not giving too much away like every actor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah exactly uh, speaking of Marvel uh, Marvel Snap is a oh, mobile yeah. game yep involved in some Marvel card characters game that yep. just came out I think a week or two ago now uh, first week. This it's a it's first week was uh, what like it started October twentieth, maybe October twenty first, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so about yeah. two weeks at yeah. this point. Yeah, so I don't know what what they're at now, but uh, a few days ago they reported two million dollars earned in a week. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so oh holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> I want to see is this. Oh no! This is like an interview. I was hoping for a trailer. No, nope, this is just is it, the guys talking on a chair. What kind of game is it? Is it like a a card game? I don't. Yeah. Every every CCD. ad I've seen for it on TikTok is like Marvel Snap is a collectible card game, and I'm like, is it though? Because it's it's online. Um, well, yeah, no first physical of all. cards, but but uh, Hearthstone like. So yeah. Okay. Or, okay. Well, no, I, I don't know. Like, uh, oh, well, so it says here based on gameplay. Yeah, it says created by developer Second Dinner, which was founded by former Hearthstone director Ben Brody. Hmm. So there so you there's go. There's your answer. Um, combining classic uh, collectible card game mechanics such as growing mana system and separate lanes, what Marvel Snap does fairly uniquely is only take a few minutes of your time per game. Playing with a 12-card deck featuring various Marvel heroes and villains, the player tries to take control of two out of three locations on the board in snappy three-minute matches. So, quick, quick game. You play as Marvel heroes. And it made $2 million in a week. I just downloaded it. <laughs> there <Nice>. you go. <laughs> I want a review you next week. back in about a week? <laughs> yes. I need, I need a review. Um, let's oh, see. Jesus. 1.3 million of its downloads were in the U.S., 433,000 in Brazil, 342,000 in Italy, 325,000 in Indonesia, and 256,000 in Thailand. Jeez. Yeah. Damn. Well, Marvel's Avengers has no excuse now. <laughs> no. Marvel's still making money. Uh, yep. Jesus Christ. All right. Um... So we'll keep an eye on that and then potentially get a review of it <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll play it. I'll play it this week. But hey, we have some exciting news from the other side of comics. Uh, DC has added James Gunn and Peter Safran to lead the film, TV, and animation division of DC Studios. Thank you. Holy crap. Like These are some, these are some good moves. 
Yeah. Like after the departure of Hamada, who's been running, who was running DC for like 10, 15 years. This is not only a breath of fresh air, mm. but a couple of guys who know what the fuck they're doing and will get shit done. Yup. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen Suicide Squad, the James Gunn directed Suicide Squad or Peacemaker. Nope. I hear Dude, they're good. They're really good. Mm. Like, Suicide Squad alone is James Gunn being crazy and psychotic and all amazing at the same time nice okay and um, it's just and then peacemaker so is... and then peacemaker is john cena being a wholesome asshole basically how does that oh, <laughs> how does some how does that work well he's an asshole but admits that he is an asshole and tries to rehabilitate his image huh I just, good. I just it's imagine good. Peacemaker, but it's my name is Earl. There's a little <laughs> bit of that in there. Um, but yeah, like this is probably the best decision more that they've made. A little more blood, yeah. A little more violence. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is like the best decision ever in DC. So maybe we'll see Batgirl? Oh, that'd be nice. That'd maybe be nice. Some good good dc movies uh this is also in combination with another news story i did not link which is guess what henry cavill's coming back as superman that man is great as superman i am crying my eyes out right now okay like (laughs) no because this was announced recently like within the last 48 hours that he's leaving witcher yeah Yeah, i wonder i wonder if this is related because these people are going to theoretically have a lot more time as superman right and then he doesn't have yeah. time to be Geralt. yep yeah it was announced yesterday that he's done after season three which just finished uh filming and is in post-production should be out later uh, i think next year and liam hemsworth is taking over for yeah. season four and I, he was the best part of that show i know okay like, like he carried that show so hard he really did like i was i never played witcher i'd never read any of the books or anything but i started liking witcher when i started watching the series and it's all because of henry cavill who's the biggest fucking nerd on the face of this planet right yeah like he has his own pc tower he plays like Warcraft or whatever the fuck, and it's just like, why? He plays plays Warcraft. He plays Warhammer. He plays forty k. Yeah. Plays D and I yep. mean, like, he's he, somebody. Somebody the other day was like, he's he's not a nerd. I'm like, my dude, he plays forty k. I don't know anybody <laughs> who's not a nerd that plays forty k. Um, like, Joe Manganiello plays D and D with a bunch of other famous people, right? In his like basement at his mm-hmm. house in L A. Mm-hmm. He's a jock who's a nerd. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Here, here's the problem though. When you want to talk about nerddom, what top Superman? Yeah. Mm, that's a fair point. I, yep. I, I just. I'm sorry, like Witcher. That's... There, there are arguments that like you could turn down Star Wars roles for Superman. Yeah. You could. Well, I mean, especially now, but that's especially for now. Other but reasons. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
just yeah yeah so so this is really good uh for dc holy crap james gunn of all people who like made some of the best marvel movies is now yeah helping run dc i'm really excited about that i've been looking for a reason to like get in more into dc stuff because we've been running this marvel train for a good long while mm-hmm. um but uh i've actually been getting more and more curious about superman as time has gone on and i've you know Henry Cavill was just such a fantastic Superman. He um, absolutely is, like, without a doubt. Like, then especially it's everybody's like everybody's Superman, right? Now. Like, here, here's how strongly I feel about it. It's like Christopher Reeve was a generation Superman. Yes, but Henry Cavill is just like I. Well, at, at least absolutely this generation Superman by far. Mm-hmm. And I just hope we get with James Gunn and, you know, credit to Peter Safran as well. But um, like just that I, I want answers to that question of like, how do you make a movie involving the Justice League that isn't just like wait till Superman comes, mm-hmm. like comes back to his mm-hmm. senses or something, you know, like, yeah, I need to figure out a way to write better around the kind of power that, uh, that DC has to deal with. Um, there's no, there's no, uh, I don't think anyone said in regards to whether Ben Affleck is coming back as Batman. Uh, uh, I haven't heard anything about that yet. Yeah. I don't think anyone said, uh, I mean, I've been hearing, uh, rumors about the Batman, like the sequel to the Batman and, uh, some other stuff, but that's about it. Yeah, the Batman got got a lot of love, so but that's yeah, to be I set really in a different universe. You really want to see Barry's run as the Joker like oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Oh. Like that Joker oh. is just Yeah. I want more insane Ezra Miller. Do you though? Yeah. Uh, I need it. No. That man that man is nuts. I, I want Grant Gustin as my Flash. Okay. I think I think, I think for <laughs> I think for for to for like the good the good timeline is to get the TV Flash to be the new Flash. I think thank the, you. I think yeah. the, thank you. The chaos timeline is we're gonna make a new Flash movie, but it's not. We don't write anything. We're gonna put Ezra Miller has to <laughs> write a contract saying he has to wear the Flash suit like seventy five percent of the time in his life, and then a camera follows him around. <laughs> And that's your new Flash movie. We're going to edit that together. Oh, God. Just just no. If if we just fully embrace the idiocracy world, that's what the new Flash movie movie should be. So you're right. You're right. If we're not going to fucking cause any consequences for their actions, like, I guess we'll just film this. It's it's literally that meme of like they would do the, the jokey like Star Wars thing of like, yeah, Hayden Christensen just started going insane and and George Lucas said just film and we put that in the movie. Like literally just turn that into the that's just what we do for the Flash. Jesus. <sighs> anyway. Um good what a what a what a great development. I'm really excited to see what happens with DC going forward. Yeah. yeah. Has anyone seen news. uh has anyone seen Black Adam? No. No. Yeah, I have not seen not it. Not yet anyway. I I just don't know what it means for dc like the character black adam and 
what may happen in it i don't know so right i was actually gonna ask if you wanted to go see it <laughs> i mean yeah we probably should right like at some point here we'll we'll talk about that later uh um, yeah and yeah there was that batgirl drama that happened mm-hmm. um maybe maybe these new showrunners be like let's figure out a way to save that i mean it is shell it is done yeah it is shelved so all they have to do is be like hey let's see if there's anything that needs to be changed about this movie and then start a press junket yeah promote it release it to the public let them make their own opinion and see if this will kickstart a new era of dc eu yeah yeah which james gunn peter saffron please do this it's it's For a task fans of the batman universe it's please yeah it, it's a it's a it's a large task they have to they have to do i imagine they'll do some reimagining of certain characters within the main universe right um i i wish them all the best yep so all right we have one more news story one more one more and it's pretty one predictable more. um Netflix account sharing crackdown results in surge of Netflix subscription cancellations. Oh, who could have seen this coming? Weird. Sucks to suck, done it, Netflix. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So I, I have not read this story from Decider yet. Um, didn't have the best year. Reed Hastings and company are trying to turn things around. First, Netflix has announced their plan to roll out a new ad-supported subscription plan in November, which will be seven dollars a month. Um, I'm not going to pay for ads. Sorry. Oh, me neither. Yep. Like this is why we have Netflix to not watch any sort of fucking mm-hmm. ad. Mm-hmm. So, so what mistake number one? Yep, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that hardly compared to the inflation subscribers have seen over the last decade. In 2019, Statista reported on Netflix's price hikes, which shows basic plans increasing from eight to nine over five years. It's currently at ten. Uh, standard plans increasing from eight to thirteen dollars. It is currently at fifteen fifty. And uh, premium plans increasing from 12 to 16 over seven years, and it's currently at 20. Um, Reasonably, these changes have left viewers frustrated and confused since streaming platforms rose in popularity as low-cost alternatives to basic cable. However, much like Airbnb, the prices have hiked and its original consumers are being driven out. Now, with popular programs and next-day streaming options being strewn across different streamers, there is no shortage of options. Here's everything you need to know, blah, blah, blah. Um... So yeah, they're, and they're going to start their password sharing crackdown. Uh, let's see, in the U.S. in 2023. Yeah, say so we talked about that earlier this year. They had started in, um, I believe it was Central America, was where they started the crackdown. It says here it rolled yeah. out in Argentina, Dominican Republic, Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala. Yeah, and that's where they've been testing that. It's coming to the U.S. in 2023, which means there's a downturn for Netflix coming in 2023. <laughs> Um, let's see. Streamer. Enjoy it while you have it. Yeah. Netflix subscribers, because who knows when this crackdown is going to go into effect. I mean, I imagine right. there might be a short burst of people being like, well, I'll, I guess I'll subscribe because I'm invested in this show. But then, like, as time goes on, I don't know, especially with the looming recession again. Yep. I, I just don't know if this is going to work out well. But uh, yeah, we only live quarter no. to quarter in the in the public in the 
public ownership, so. Right. Uh, one tweet with over 88,000 likes reads, my Netflix account has had the same four people on it for over 12 years. I paid for my whole fam to have Netflix before I could vote. If they start charging for that, I will shut the whole operation down. Um, same. Yeah. Same. This is a lot of like people writing articles and then just going onto Twitter and then just taking <laughs> tweets that have a hundred, a hundred likes and being like, here news, this is what people are saying, which like, sure. Yeah. But Mm. everybody's saying the same thing it's pure bullshit yeah <laughs> at the bottom here how to cancel netflix account while netflix's upcoming change isn't keeping users happy streamers interface still remains extremely user-friendly first log into netflix account on the on to the computer laptop or mobile device then navigate to your profile and click the drop down menu in the top right corner of the screen and click the option that says account on the account tab you will see your billing information plan details profiles and account settings from here you can begin the profile transfer process which allows you to transfer profiles to a new netflix subscription to avoid to avoid income increase charges once the password sharing initiative begins oh god to do this tap the down arrow to the right of the listed profiles or go to the bottom of the account page where it says settings and click turn on profile transfers the account section also allows you to delete your account at the top of the page under the membership and billing section there's a block that reads cancel membership once you click on the block there's an option to cancel your account or switch to a cheaper plan if you decide to cancel netflix saves your profiles favorites viewing preferences and account details for 10 months in case you change your mind decider just going full on chaos mode here's how to cancel we're gonna give you we're also gonna give you yeah and they also go oh but just to give you a fair warning they will keep this for almost a whole year in case you decide to change your mind which um i don't think any of us will i'm sorry yeah i yeah i canceled my netflix subscription like six months ago i yeah i canceled it back when they announced this uh i just because everything's getting more expensive i have found other ways uh to find that stuff so you know uh i also just love that they've included like hey uh here's how to transfer your transfer profiles to avoid increased charges once the password sharing initiative begins i can't that's that's a no (laughs) i can't believe that they're yeah man this is this is not going to end well if 2023 goes the way everyone thinks it's going to go yeah no Uh, damn uh, damn people it actually makes me very curious what's going to happen this next year uh with the economy and everything i can't wait to see how these companies react right and you made a world where no one owns anything, so I don't get impacted mm-hmm. by this shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so anyway, god damn it. And that's the news! Hey! Yay! Hey! Everything's on fire! And we're just sitting by roasting marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just gonna go through VGC real quick. Um... There, there's anything you missed i mean you know there's stuff but it's always like is there is it large enough hideki kamiya says he's forever indebted to nintendo for bayonetta 3 like yeah okay. i mean yeah i just saw that i was like oh really yeah okay surprising uh, no one right yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 subtitle though is kamiya started working on the project following the cancellation of Scalebound, which he's been trying to get Scalebound started oh, yeah. up again oh, and for... phil spencer's like nah which i think is i think sucks 
Yep, um, I think that's a mistake, but whatever. Yep. Yeah, it's Phil Spencer, though. <laughs> You're right. Well, Phil, <laughs> Phil Spencer is usually pretty cool, so that's the problem. What? Mm. Uh, uh-huh. There's been... Come on. There's been cracks here. Not taking the risk? Come on. Well, and that's the thing is like he's he did he started up like uh what was it? Um was the MMO that he from Sega that he got on Xbox? Fantasy Star? Fantasy Star Online 2. Yeah. Uh he got that on there, which is like a weird thing. Like he's not opposed to he knows who Hideki Kamiya is. Mm Mm-hmm. Like Mm -hmm. If, if Hideki Kamiya wants to continue that, there must be potential in it. And you need games. So, what? Um, let's see. Uh, so, what's the issue? I, I don't, yeah. It, Phil? Well, <laughs> Phil? Phil said we have nothing to announce at this time or something like that. Or there's nothing more to say. Um, let's see. Mm. Let's see. Uh, Virtuous Recruitment Video could be hinting at a Metal Gear Solid project. I think, uh, yep. Ninja, you were talking about this before the, the podcast. Um... Aw, damn. Uh, Low Roar Funtman and Death Stranding contributor uh, Ryan Karazija passes away at 40. Oh, yeah. That's rough. That sucks. Yeah, it is. Oh, Death Stranding's a great game, and Low Roar basically provided the soundtrack for that, so that's that sucks hard. Um, t- some retailers have been selling God of War uh, Ragnarok early, 10 days early, yep. which is like, what? Yep. God so of War and, and Sonic Frontiers, too is out in the wild oh my god really what is going on yeah sonic frontiers comes out a day before god of war by the way ah man god video games uh let's see uh misprint sees canada's xbox modern warfare 2 box boast it's (laughs) the best best seller on playstation (laughs) yeah i mean yeah you're not wrong somebody copied and pasted yeah right exactly we just need to get this stuff out Jesus. Um, Um, Another job listing. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I am on the um, fantasy critic right now. Uh Uh-huh. Pokemon Scarlet Violet is taken. It's true. Okay. By the ninja here. Good call. Good. You know what? That's a good. That was a good pick. Yeah, it's it's either going to review really well or it's going to not. And people are going to say it's the same Pokemon game that's been released the last like at worst, uh, you're going to get mediocre scores. Yeah, yep. It's not going to be rated and bad. It looks like Bayonetta 3 has got a critic score of 88. Yep. So it's yeah. doing fairly well. That's pretty good. Good on yep. Bronson for having Bayonetta 3. I mean, you know, I mean, he would. He would. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just going to read a couple more lines just because I'm, I'm on the page now. I might as well just read off the rest of them. Uh, another job listing says Sony's new studio is working on, with Naughty Dog on a quote beloved franchise. Are we getting another Uncharted? Maybe the the, the picture on the front here says uh, uh, shows Nathan Drake. I'm I'm saying I'm saying it's Way of the Warrior. It's time to bring that back. <laughs> no, pipe no. dream, my friend. Pipe dream. <laughs> <laughs> give, give me my shaky Jake. I want to see Shaky Jake uh, return. Uh, I don't want more Chloe and Nadine adventures. Come on. I want to see Sam. <laughs> Damn it. It's Crash Bandicoot. They got Crash Bandicoot back. Spyro. Uh, I mean... Or no, Spyro. Yeah, sorry. Not... There's Insomniac. Yep. I mix those... Oh, which one? Crash ones? Bandicoot is Naughty Dog. Not, yes. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. right. You're right. 
Um, no, 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 no. I'm calling it Jack and Dexter. Jack and Dexter. <laughs> I, would, dude, I would play that. Absolutely. I'd be there. Yes. Yeah, I'd be there for that. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that'd be so good. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, Modern Warfare 2 crossplay can't be disabled on Xbox and PC, but PlayStation does dis- offer it as a disable option. Um, I mean, great. Yeah. I'm not going to play COD, but great. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, like you said, uh, Ninja Xbox failed to reach its Game Pass subscriber target for second year running. Yep. Um, which, no, not even the quarter of the whole year. Jeez. Yeah. That's rough. So, I mean, again, from like a person perspective, like that's fine as long as they're doing well. But again, because they live by uh, quarterly profits... Uh, there that will say, cause them to think they need to do something different. Yep. Um. Let's see. Epic's reviving the MOBA Paragon. <laughs> the first ever Scottish Game Awards have been re- revealed. the The year's not over, Scotland. You don't operate on a different <laughs> year. <laughs> it is October. God, it's almost November, <laughs> my dear. Okay, still, this is this is the window of the of the best yes, somewhere some of the yeah. best games come out. There's a lot of shit coming out. This in these is last what it two happens. Months. Yeah. Uh, you wait till December. December even is is weird. November. Right. So Just start announcing this shit. God damn it. Uh, all right. So that's it. Um. So let's finish off this this show with uh, what we've been up to. Uh, Ninja, let's start off with you. What have you been up to? Uh, so I guess I'm going to segue into this. Okay. First, uh, but I started playing Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh. Again. Okay. Uh, for like the I don't I don't know eight or nine time. I've got like 300 hours in that game and it just never clicked with me. Um. <laughs> okay. Wait. Wait. All right. 300 hours and it's never clicked with you no like every time i play it i'm just like uh this isn't this isn't it this isn't like i can't i can't say that i didn't give it a try right god no Uh, no you can't (laughs) i sure is sure as hell gave it a try uh but uh there's a a rumor floating around Uh that there's going to be a rollback test uh, and it's too bad that Bronson's not here because he would lose his shit, right? When he found that out, <laughs> yeah, he would absolutely lose his goddamn mind. Yep, <laughs> yeah. It's like the so, yeah, it's the closest thing to a, to his perfect game at that point. Yeah, pretty much. So in in preparation for that, I've started. Uh, I picked the game back up to try to play it again. And still not clicking. Uh, still, yeah, still hasn't clicked. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like not finding the right characters or something because there's there's a. A ton of characters in the game, and I just can't. I can't decide what I like or who I like. Uh, so, That's fair. is it? Are you a hyper fighter person, or? Yeah, I mean, like my my first serious fighting game was like Marvel Three. Okay. Uh, so, like, it, it Dragon Ball should should work. I love the Dragon Ball franchise. I love that gameplay type, but it just for whatever reason hasn't hasn't done it for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, other games I've been playing, Final Fantasy fourteen. We completed Pandemonium Five Savage last night after like 
what four months right wow uh, yeah Damn. yeah our our progress has been real delayed and it's a like heavy healing tier and our healers are not great um and we've missed like weeks at a time of of progress and then we have to like try to catch up to like where we were before and people forgot mechanics and stuff so yep. it's been a struggle uh, um but next week we'll be starting p6 which is exciting yeah um what else have i been been playing oh bayonetta i guess is the the big thing yes it uh, is yeah <laughs> I spent a lot of time last night in Bayonetta and a lot of time this morning in Bayonetta. I woke up at like I after we were raiding, we finished raiding at eleven. I went to bed at like three o'clock. So I was playing Bayonetta. I woke up at seven o'clock and played more Bayonetta. Uh and then got on the podcast. Wow. Uh it's fun. It's a lot of fun. How we do it's really good. here. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. However, uh there are a lot of like technical issues oh, no. with the game. Um it runs at like dot and docked on the switch it runs at like 1080p but the fps anywhere from like 20 to 60 on the handheld it's locked to 60 fps which is great but it plays anywhere from like 360p to 480p which is not great no yikes it, it hurts i feel like i feel like nintendo was going to release a switch pro <laughs> and this game was going to be a launch title for the switch pro uh, and then COVID happened and Nintendo was like, nah, we're not doing a Switch Pro. Um, and so this game would have would have run really well had it been on on that console. Those right. Bastards. Yeah. I just oh, man. It, it's, but it's fun. It's OK. It's still fun. It sounds like it sounds like they have a like performance mode that that activates when you'd go into mobile. So like, honestly, yeah. they should have a switch where you can like set it to performance mode when it's docked. You would think you would think you would think <laughs> not, not the case, however. Damn, man. Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe in a patch down the road or something, they would do something like that. And that's how I would play it. But um nice. there's there, it chugs sometimes there's a lot of slowdowns um it's it's uh pretty like jaggy um so like anti-aliasing isn't all that great but it is still a fun game i'm still really enjoying it okay well fantastic that's it for me that's it emily what have you been up to whole lot of dreamlight valley i've actually been making some really good progress on that yeah yeah let's see 29 is my current level. Okay. I have three villagers at level 10. All right. Instead nice. of just Merlin, I now have Goofy and Scrooge. Nice. Uh, I've unlocked every single area. Okay. And I'm only shy one villager. Ooh, before dude. I have everybody for right now. Which Nice. Okay. Do you know which villager or is it just like a slot? That you're I'm filling? missing Eric from Little Mermaid. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. And I have to progress with Ariel in order to get him. But yeah, I have, let's see. Merlin, Remy, Wally, Ariel, Ursula, Scar, um, Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, uh, and then Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Scrooge. Nice. I I am just impressed oh, that and you know. Moana and Maui. All, right. You know, all, you know all of the characters. And- the ones I was literally have. playing just... it before the podcast. <laughs> like, I've been playing it almost every single day this last week, and I was up at six forty-five this morning. 
Damn. Jesus. Damn. Man, I was playing that shit. Okay. <laughs> so you're enjoying it. That's putting it lightly. <laughs> Put it lightly. All right. Well, good. Those that game has been doing some good numbers. Um, yeah, it has. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, great. Anything else? Uh, no, that's basically. Well, I've also been playing Immortals Phoenix Rising. Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yeah, it was yeah. a Ubisoft title that came out three or so years ago now. Yeah, it's like a Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's actually pretty fun. I've already got an hour in, so. All right. Nice. Well, cool. Um, and as for me, let's see, we played uh, some Final Fantasy 14 and I like logged into World of Warcraft and then didn't do anything on that last stream because uh, I ended up just Been doing there. a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to hit level cap by the time uh, Dragonflight, comes, Dragonflight out. comes out. I just don't think yeah. that's happening. Um, that's fair. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying to move here and there. Uh, but like I had to figure out like where the Mender is in World of Warcraft because I never got far enough in my original World of Warcraft run to really like learn all the systems and where everything is. So it's just been like, all right, I... Uh, uh okay sure. i'm just gonna go yep. run around and i don't know where anything goes and it's uh it's one of those things where like you know bronson's talked about like the differences between world of warcraft and final fantasy and like i love the idea of this this giant world that's connected together i love that a lot but man yeah. when i need to get somewhere and i need to like go over to this griffin to fly to an area and there's so many different areas you have to like talk to the griffin person to un even unlock that route you have to be there and like uh, that's the way it is in final fantasy as well but final fantasy i don't know it just um there are less points to get and you can just teleport and that is so it, it doesn't feel as connected of an experience and you're just teleporting a lot but it really is just a quality of life thing that uh i'm appreciating right now in world of warcraft <laughs> Yeah, well, and like I think, I think people forget that like chocobo porters are a thing in Final Fantasy. So if you want oh, yeah. that experience, you just go to the chocobo porter and and wait for twenty minutes while you slowly walk over to your next destination. Right. Like, yep. I uh, I want I want the numbers of how many people across all servers use that service. Yes. Because the answer is going to be like none. Right. I, I didn't oh. use it when I did not have a mount. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, so, mm, uh I, I need to be leveling anyway, so I'm on foot, and I'm, like, attacking yes. things along the way. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, did a little bit of that. Um, and then i just been busy. Uh, one game I've been playing, I, so I've been messing around with my quest, too, this week. Um, oh, yeah? Oh! I've been, I, I tried the VR headset i think last week and i plugged everything in and i'm guessing like it had to do with the updates or something but like this time i plugged everything in and everything just worked which nice. is how it should be uh shocking it was not that way <laughs> when i first tried that no no um it, it, it just worked this time and it was beautiful so i've been getting more and more into vr so uh first game i'm really bummed uh bronson isn't here for this but i played some nfl pro era 
which is an Oculus exclusive game, uh, sadly. But um, you are you play a quarterback, and you have all the NFL teams, and you can play uh, like a season mode. And mm-hmm. so you're just you're just uh, that's what I've been doing. So I just I jump in a quarterback position. You pick a team and you can play through a game and you're just quarterback. You drop back. Everything's you know, the pocket is created around you and uh, the routes are run and it'll highlight uh, a receiver. You you throw at the receiver and hopefully you get it. Um, well, that sounds fun. So. What I will say Apparently to start. Not. <laughs> so what I will say is. So what I will say. Okay, hang on. So so the the first statement I want to make is is fun. I've been having a lot of great time. There are a few games where I get home and I just want to like fire up a game and start playing. I just am not that kind of person anymore. Uh, this game I've been doing that. I get home from work. I throw my stuff. You know where they need to go. I'll get a snack and then I'll throw on the headset and I'll play a couple games. Um, right because it's it's just real quick you know it's uh right now i have it set so it's uh five minutes per quarter because you're quarterback you're only playing on offense uh you can choose to sim through most of like what's going on with the defense or you could sit and watch if you really want to but eh. right um and uh it's it's been a, a really fun time i have run into some issues that i'm trying to figure out how to fix and how to work around i'm trying i'm my initial impression is I'm trying to like figure out the game's logic and see if there's a way to game it to do what I'm trying to do. But uh, one thing is uh, targeting receivers. I you you like try to look at them and you'll be like looking and running around and someone will be you know deep one way and then there's someone running across that's just a little closer and you've got to like turn your head to make the selection move to the receiver that you want. Which when you are in a pocket with defenders trying to come at you it is a stressful situation like i really do not want to be fighting this thing to make it select what i want to select um what i really think is uh there needs to be some sort of button system there needs to be a system where like i click in sticks or something that will move the selection the receiver selector rather than relying on my head movement because when someone's like generally in the same area like i can't select I just have to like hope that I like turn properly and get it. Um, sometimes the 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 throwing mechanic with the motion controls and everything can take some getting used to. I can't tell you the amount of times I had a perfect route to get the first down and I throw the ball into the ground. Um, and it's like because like I I believe from the t- tutorial you have to let go of the button at your head, which I think is like true to being uh-huh. a quarterback. But yeah. like, because I'm not a quarterback, it's just oh well, okay. Um, the biggest issue I've run into is uh, I like to scramble as a QB, and sometimes I like to run. This is a thing you can do as a quarterback. The cover athlete for NFL Pro Era is Lamar Jackson, who is the premier scrambling QB right now. I try to scramble and like 75% of the time it doesn't work. I will hold the button to run, which is like holding both triggers at the same time. And I'll just be practically running in place. And so that happens when you are like bumping up against the lineman 
So it's like saying like, hey, don't run into your own people. And like, so in that case, I get it. But sometimes that happens when I'm out in the open and I'm holding the ball, but then I want to run because I have a clear route and it just will but not you go. Do your run game? It just I right. <sighs> I am just not running, and then I get hit from behind. It's like, well, well, fuck. Okay, I had I had yeah. a thing like, and I've not figured out. I want to like look up if there is some sort of logic that I am missing for uh, figuring out how to do that properly. But uh, it right now it just is not working. It, it, it works right. sometimes, and when it works those times, it's beautiful. I feel so good. Um, I will say it's really cool. Also, they they like model all of the stadiums, so you're in there and you're like on the field, and you're just looking around at all these stadiums. Like, oh, so this is what the inside looks like from the ground, and like you're just getting a view of every stadium. I'm like, no, I, I like the stadium. Cool. I like this stadium. I, I played a game uh, in that new. LA Rams Stadium, which is just like an all oh, glass so ceiling. Yeah, SoFi. Yes, oh, and it looks cool. it looks cool. That's a cool, <laughs> uh, cool stadium there. Um, yeah, it, it's been a good time. Uh, so if you're, I also looked, did some digging. There is another uh, football game that is on Steam that is apparently better uh, and lets you play as a number of positions, including like you can be the quarterback and then throw at a receiver, then switch to the receiver to catch it and run. Um, if I can find what what game, game that, that is. is. But uh, that, that's gotten some, some great uh, reviews. Um, so if you don't want to get this game because it's purely an Oculus exclusive, there is this game called... This is a hell of a name. 2MD colon VR Football Unleashed All-Star. What a name. What a, it rolls off the tongue. What uh, a name. <laughs> <laughs> graphics aren't incredible. Uh, they do not own NFL license for anything. So what they do have is they've created a bunch of original teams for a bunch of original leagues that you can play. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, apparently it's... So like a lot of VR games, it's only got 11 reviews, but it averages as positive. Um, and yeah, you can do... Uh, number of positions and play some football uh i intend to check that out but again on vr like the cheapest games such as this one are 15 bucks yeah uh so mm. i'm trying to like budget what vr games i play uh because you really have to pick and choose mm-hmm. uh, but i really want that one to try that out uh let's see so then after a bunch of that i did a stream on my personal channel on friday uh, where I checked out a number of VR games. I specifically checked out, uh, what was the VR game I just played called? Compound. I played a demo of Compound, which I will bring up. Um, I'm curious. I'll about bring up this the video story. on the stream here. Uh, oh, that's not the right thing. Uh, this is connected to Steam. So let me go to the Steam uh, page for Compound. Compound is a VR shooter. Of course, I just searched compound and assumed that that would give me what I want. Good job, Aaron. (laughs) Way to go. Um, So so here we are. Oh, come on. You can do this. Oh, yeah. This looks good. This looks crazy. Um, This looks good. And so I I only played the demo. But uh, it feels good. It looks good. It's a lot of, uh, you know, flat levels and running through these hallways to do these things. Uh, but uh, 
it's just very interesting there's a there's a lot of like reloading feels good you really have to you have to like hit a to open the shotgun then take your your other hand to put in let's do like shotgun shells you have a shotgun with like two shells pop it open you put in two individual shells and close it up uh they got yeah they got mutators which alters uh the game to be easier or harder um gives you different weapons um yeah you got like soda you can grab soda or like vodka bottles and you bring it up to your face to drink it and it gives you health and um it's a fun time i'm definitely going to play uh oh wow you're shooting a rocket launcher at a helicopter that's straight up metal gear one metal gear solid one stuff right there so i'm gonna say the visuals and gameplay are giving me like old school wolfenstein yep yeah kind of vibes i'm I'm loving it that's the thing so like like VR is hard to get some great uh, graphics, which I think means you should totally lean into old school graphics for your VR mm-hmm. stuff. Because Absolutely. one, one that's popular. Two, it's easier to do. So like, just do this. This is the way to go. Um, for visuals at the very least, uh, feels good. Good time. I'm going to play this uh, in full. And. Uh, I believe is this like specifically for VR people because uh yeah it's it's overwhelmingly positive reviews at 1438 reviews. Jeez. Ooh. Um it is a $20 game. People are looking for reasons to get VR games and I think this is definitely high up on the list. This is I mean them. at a thousand plus positive reviews? Yep. Yeah. And released this year. Uh so yeah. It's already on my wish list. Yep. There we go. That's a, it's a it's a fun one. I I really enjoyed my time with it. So, um, again, like it's a lot of like you're wandering through, you know, kind of flat rooms. Like you, you could imagine where VR shooters could go off of this. It definitely seems like I, I want to see what Compound Two looks like. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but this is this is a good start. This is a good time. So. Yeah, played that, and then uh, and then I played some. Oh, I played some Stride, which, uh, if you don't know, Stride Stride is basically uh, the VR version of Mirror's Edge. Oh, Ooh. which I'll pull that up here. Uh, this is a fun time. Uh, Ooh, Br- Bronson's that's... workout game is Beat Saber. This is my workout this is game. Yours. <laughs> there is. You are just constantly running. It's like, if you remember Cannabalt from uh, oh the, the big oh, popular phone yeah. game, it's like that. Yeah. And you're just constantly, it's combined Mirror's Edge with Cannabalt, and you are just running, running, running. There is a uh, wall of death coming from behind you in like endless mode. And so you are just running and shooting dudes and shooting doors to open them. There's a multiplayer mode, which I have not played yet. I'm not really honestly all that interested because I'm just trying to get through the single player stuff. But there's a lot of stuff you can do in there. Um, Capture the flag. Yep. Uh, That's dope. You can use grappling hooks. You can ride on zip lines. You can crouch down to slide under obstacles. Um there's a, oh my God. a an arena mode to shoot drones and enemies and all that fun stuff and uh this game is cool this is definitely one of my favorites um just gonna add that to my wish list yep <laughs> yep so that's been that's been a real great time did this officially release this also released this year uh very positive reviews at 1809 reviews 
Damn. Um, another $20. Uh, VR title? Yep. Okay. Yep. They released their run and gun multiplayer update October 6th. They had some hot, some improvements uh, and fixes to that on the 14th. Um, God, it's, uh, this, this is a good one. So yeah, definitely going to play more of that. Uh, and then I just kind of wandered around inside, um, like steam VR rooms while you can download different rooms. And so I, I, uh, I sat on the surface of Mars next to the, the lander thing that I can't oh, remember the, the Mars name rover. of the Mars rover. Thank you. Sitting next to like the life-size Mars rover. And I'm just sitting in my chair and I'm watching like an old football game from 1985 on the surface of Mars. Nice. Um, nice. Nice. And other little things like that. Some people have made uh bag end uh, in Frodo and Bilbo's house. Um, you can wander outside just a little bit uh, in there. So that's fun. I uh, wandered around Stormwind uh for a little mm-hmm. bit so you, mm-hmm. like if you ever wanted to walk around in stormwind as if you are one of those people they they got it um walked around in the that first super mario six well uh it's super mario 64 and they have at least one level i've wandered into but they have the castle and you can enter into rooms and they'll they'll load up the different levels um nice just fun little things like that and uh so yeah expect more vr stuff from me i kind of i wanted to get into like phasmophobia and stuff but i wanted to get a group together for that and that just didn't happen um turns out what's that phasmophobia is fun in vr okay uh but it is far more frightening right well that's the thing (laughs) especially because you don't move fast in phasmophobia and that's just terrifying um that's ultimately why I didn't do any of that because I was terrified. Uh, I, I need people like in voice chat with me for me to do that. Um, even then, and even then, I imagine it's rough. Uh, yeah, I will tell you, uh, you can enjoy the spooks and not be super scared. Not super scared if you play Phasmophobia with uh, Lo-Fi Hip Hop in the background. Ooh, it's actually okay. If you just want like casual spooky time, uh, then that that's a then throw that on. It's actually a plasma. it's actually a good combo. Uh, <laughs> good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, then uh, I saw that I was doing some research. Resident Evil Seven has a VR mode, but Resident Evil Eight does not have an official VR mode. You have to download some no. stuff from GitHub to make oh, that work, and even fuck. then, some experiences in Eight don't aren't made for vr so it can get wonky at times there were um so the same way i found out about dragon ball fighters getting um a rollback test possibly there's also some files that were put into the latest version of resident evil 8 which uh seems to hint at a like a an official vr mode hell yeah so that may be coming that may be coming soon okay okay well good because I really want to play Resident Evil 8 real bad, but now that I'm getting more into VR, I think I want to experience it that way. Um, yeah. So if they come out with an official version of that, I still need to get through 7, uh, which I'm terrified to death of. Uh, so to try that, try I that stream, sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I stream myself playing that in VR. Um, <laughs> and that was an experience. Ugh. Oh, boy. Ugh. Um... <laughs> god so hey uh i don't know when bronson's coming back from his trip uh and sometime this afternoon oh really okay yeah so we may have an mmo stream tomorrow i don't know what we're gonna do 
but uh, I think this week I am going to start a once a week stream of Half-Life Alex uh, in VR. So uh, we're going to, we're going to go through that together. If anyone wants to join uh, for that more than happy, uh, I think that'll be a good time. Like I said, in the last stream, uh, I think that game, when that came out, anyone who played it, like considered it game of the year. And the problem is yeah. not a lot of people had VR, VR headsets and kind of still don't. So, um, I, I really want to check that out. I, VR is getting easier to use. Um, so, uh, I think it's, I think it's time to take a shot at it. And then this would be an opportunity, you know, for the people who are part of our community who may not have seen it, you know, we'll, we'll experience it together. So, uh, so that that is something I'd like to do. Uh, we may do some more MMO stuff. Uh, Bayonetta 3's out. Dragonflight, World of Warcraft Dragonflight is coming. Uh, we're in, in the pre-patch moment. Uh, Bronson did a stream where he was messing around with the hot bars and seeing what was going on uh, in there. So you're probably going to see more of that. Uh, let's see. Bayonetta came out. What's coming out this week? Anything? I don't. I don't know what the big, the big things are. Tactics Ogre, maybe. I think that comes out this week. Hmm. Okay. Which is a it's a remake of a really old but well loved um, strategy RPG. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Um, it's the the predecessor to Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh. Wow. Okay. That is yeah. Important. So. Oh, that's that's November 11th. So it's the following week. Not even next week. Oh wow. Okay. Um, I just oh god, it's going to compete with God of War. Why? <laughs> Good luck to y'all. Uh, god damn it. Um, I didn't realize this Resident Evil Village had DLC Shadows of Rose, which released uh, uh, just came out yeah. just a couple days ago. So if you got that, uh, going through November. Uh, let's see. Looking at this here, Sonic Frontiers, November eighth. God of War Ragnarok, November 9th. and then uh. Let's see, Dying Light 2's DLC comes out um, on the 10th. Let's see. Looking through here, Tactics Ogre Reborn, November 11th. Uh, Warzone 2 is November 16th. Oh, yeah, that came out. Uh, oh, Warzone 2. Warzone 2. Warzone 2 is November 16th. Um, so, Modern Warfare 2 is out, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Warfare 2 came out, what, this last week? Yeah, right? Uh, here's an imp- important one on the Switch Smurfs cart, November 15th. Pick your favorite Smurf. No. <laughs> <laughs> already, I already got it pre ordered. No. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I like the blue one. Um, Good call. Yeah. The Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil and Me, coming out November 18th. I might get that. It's it's just kind of a kind of a bummer they couldn't get that out in October. Um, yeah. But for people who like horror stuff, really horror horror month never ends. If you right, it only ends if you let it end. That's right. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet comes out November eighteenth. Um, Gotham Knights his heroic assault is that is that DLC or is that just like an add on after release I'll just ask my boss about that one because he's been playing Gotham Knights okay yeah maybe he knows 
And um, he's already beaten it. Of course he has. <laughs> um, that comes out November 29th. Uh, What's oh, a new new gameplay mode? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Is it like a like a horde mode or? Uh, I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, expansive multiplayer mode. Interesting. Is that? I mean, co-op or? I forget when co-op's supposed to happen. Oh, maybe that is the co-op four-player yeah. four-player co-op in the new heroic assault multiplayer okay. mode. Okay. So that'll release a bit later. Um, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide comes out November 30th. Um, That's the um, uh, Vermintide. Yep. Or Left for Dead or Back for Blood esque. Yep. Okay, I'm pretty yeah. excited for that. That looks pretty good. I've always wanted to play the the Vermintide version of that um, with people, and Dark Tide I think is like the more like the yeah 40k. So. Yeah, yeah, it's 40k instead of the fantasy. So, yeah, that would be fun if you ever were able to get a group together for that. Yeah, that game looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and go through December 2022 since we're here. Um, Gundam Evolution, we already had a Gundam game come out this year that was, like, popular for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. Uh, here we go, Callisto Protocol, December 2nd. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, get scared get scared that again so like that the dead space games hit that that real sweet spot between like an action game and a horror game that i can handle um so i am ready for some callisto protocol um marvel's midnight suns finally comes out december 2nd um let's see they actually just released a trailer for an expansion pack oh really already Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. It's Deadpool. <laughs> oh, well, That's yeah. pretty cool. I'm bummed yeah. that they, they're advertising in, a, in an expansion before they've released the game, but, you know, okay. It's part of their um, season pass. I actually sent the video to Bronson. Oh, okay. So, it's it's hilarious as shit. I'm gonna Good. post it in chat right now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, let's see. Need for Speed Unbound. I forget Need Need for Speed exists. Um, yeah, apparently it's still a thing. It's still going. Uh, that'll be coming out for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X only. So I wonder how that'll look. Um, then we got uh Fortnite Season Five for you, Fortnite people. I'm gonna look at this this game. Uh, it says Hubris. It says PC VR only. The fact that Hubris has been listed as a release for VR seems like that might be a big game. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Um, Dragon Quest Treasures on the Switch. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, December thirteenth. Um, and that's High on Life, December thirteenth. When does uh, Harvestella come out? Uh, how do you spell that? Har- H- Harvestella PC Harvest, comes out November fourth. Yeah. Uh, that's like, what comes out this week. That's that's coming out this week. I've got that uh, pre-ordered. Nice, nice, hell yeah! It's Final Fantasy meets Harvest Moon. So, oh wow, uh, right, okay, okay. I I will be playing that this week. Cool. There are a number of games here. Uh, Lots of games coming out. Lots of games that we haven't even, you know. Uh, lots of games we haven't even mentioned here. Lots of games that aren't even. Yeah, like games are always happening. 
Let me tell mm-hmm. you. Uh, so, and for as long as games are happening, we'll be here on Super GameCraft. Um, social media we haven't been keeping up on because it's hard. There's a lot of accounts. You got to post individually for each of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a tool for that. I haven't. I don't have it. Um, so yeah. we're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> also, just choosing which social media to to lean in on. It's basically been Instagram um, for us. But you know, is what it is. You want to you want to keep in touch with us, or you want to share thoughts with us, or anything like that? You go to our Discord. That's where we're hanging out and talking about video games and comics and everything else. Uh, a whole lot of bullshit. A whole <laughs> lot of bullshit happening in uh, <laughs> in our Discord channel. So if you want to talk with us, hang with us, get the first uh, scoop on what we're doing, have thoughts on what we're doing uh, here at Super Game Craft. Our Discord is the place to do that. Um, so feel free to join there. That should be in the info on our Twitch channel uh so yeah beyond that uh look forward to some probably some mmos uh some half-life alex and maybe something else for streaming this week and uh i think that's it for us what do you guys think i think it's a good show i think i think we got a good show guys hell yeah uh i'm gonna i'm gonna fire up some football and play some nfl pro era 2 now or not pro era 2 good lord um (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for hanging with us. Uh, thank you, Shawshank, one more time for the subs. That was awesome. Yes. Um, yeah. We love you. Oh, my God. All right. Thank you all. We'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to Super Gamecast 2. Hey, we stream every recording of these episodes live on Twitch. So if you want to join us, you can find us at twitch.tv supergamecraft. If you want to see the video version of this episode, be sure to search Super Gamecraft on YouTube to find our channel, where we post the full stream every week. We also stream video games on Twitch. I know, weird. A schedule can be found on our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Finally, the best place to stay informed and in touch with us is on our Discord. To get there, head to our Twitch page and click the Discord link in our About section. Special thanks to that headband guy for his cover of Ken's theme from Street Fighter 2, and to Overclocked Remix for their collection of video game covers that we use for our streams, videos, and podcasts. That's all for us. We love you, thank you, and we'll catch you later.